everyone, and welcome to the Covenant Eyes podcast. I am your host, Karen Potter from Covenant Eyes, and I'm joined today by two amazing Covenant Eyes co-workers and, and partners, and I'm really excited to have them. My first person is Brandon Clark. Hi, Brandon. Hey, Karen. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. It's so good to be back with you. I feel like it's been a few weeks, but it hasn't. It's just been a really busy season. I know you're kind of in that it's snowing one day and sunny the next over there in Minnesota. <laughs> You've got bipolar weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we sure do. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's great. The, the summertime makes it all worth it. Absolutely. I know. Today is pool opening day here in Michigan, so it's a, a whopping 40 degrees. But <laughs> we're going to go ahead and just pray <laughs> for good weather to head our direction. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You want to introduce today's amazing guest from Covenant Eyes. I'm super excited to have him join us. Yeah, absolutely. So we're excited to have Keith Rose on with us. Keith works in uh, content and he uh, has helped create some really amazing resources, which we'll talk a little bit about today. So I just want to welcome Keith in. Hey, Keith, how are you doing? Doing great. Brandon, it's great to be here. Karen, good to see you guys. Thanks for having me on. So as we begin here, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your role with Covenant Eyes, maybe how long you've been working with Covenant Eyes. Yeah, so I've been with Covenant Eyes for a really, really long time. I first started all the way back in 2002 um, when it was just a handful of people working in a back room of somebody else's office. Um, and we were all just kind of crammed in there together. And uh, gradually, you know, I was kind of off and on part time um, for couple for quite a few years after that um, before finally coming back again uh, full-time um, in 2011 but I've been here for a while mostly working with the member care team um, so helping out um, Covenant Eyes members directly answering questions about the software and things and um, and yeah just it's been great to to be with the the company for that long to grow um, personally, um, and in my own ministry goals and, and things along with this great organization, just seeing it, seeing it grow. It's been really cool. I love hearing the stories about the good old days with Covenant Eyes when we were just a small little company. And I like funny stories, like the printer would be sitting on top of like bottled water or some crazy stuff like that. I just love that because it's such a humble start to such an amazing organization. And um, it's great when we have employees who have such a longevity because you have you have the technical expertise from coming from the member care. And then also you are you're an ordained minister. Is that correct? Or you're trained in theology? I, I don't remember. Walk me through a little bit of your background. Yeah. So I, I went to seminary. That was one of the things I went to Bible school and then to seminary. Um, so I was trained um, to be a pastor and. While I was working in member care, I was I was uh, doing the doing the ministry education alongside of that. I served as an interim uh, pastor for a while, and then as a pastoral assistant. Um, I wasn't actually ordained, but um, but have been very involved in in church ministry um, for yeah for a really long time. And I just got a a new position at a church, um, helping out as a, a music director. Um, so that's. That's kind of part of my my passion too is helping out with the the music and worship of the church. Awesome. So great. along the lines with music, are you skilled in any instruments? Skilled, you know, is kind of a it's kind of a loaded word, but I uh, <laughs> I I studied piano in college and then nice. um, I dabble. 
with the accordion. Oh my gosh, how fun. It's a talented group of people here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Keith, one of the things that we have you on to talk about today is accountability. So I'm going to throw this question your way as we get into some of the resources you've been working on. True or false, the church is pretty good at accountability. I think you know, Brandon, that is that is false, um, unfortunately. Yeah, I it's part of you know being involved with church ministry so long in different capacities, going to seminary, going to Bible school. It it's just it's grown on me that this idea that the church should be, you know, destination point for accountability. It should, that should be just part of the bread and butter of, of what the church is, the church's identity and, and how we go about ministry. Uh, but it's not. And, you know, from pastors down to lay people to, you know, the seminary educated people or my friends and, and colleagues, like we just, there's not a great understanding um, of how accountability is supposed to work in the church. And, even where there is an understanding, I feel like there's not as much of an emphasis as we need. Um, because as you, as you know, well, uh, the church is struggling right now, especially with pornography, but um, more broadly, just with, with deep relationships, with uh, meaningful relationships that kind of go past the surface of, hi, how are you? Nice to see you again. Um, see you next Sunday. God designed the church to be so much more than that. Keith, do you see uh, part of the struggle with accountability in the church kind of related to the word itself, accountability? I feel like if you watch the news or if you're on social media, you hear the word accountability tossed around a lot. And I just I wonder if the reason we don't do it well is because we lack a really solid understanding of it and because it's misused in the culture and has kind of a, a negative connotation to it. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a big part of the challenge. For one thing, you look at the, the word accountability really didn't come into the vernacular um, until about 20 years ago is when it sort of became 20, 30 years ago when it started becoming more common to hear about that in the church context. And so I think for a lot of people, it seems like this new, innovative kind of idea to, to spring out of American Christianity. When in fact, the the real concept of of what we're talking about is something that's it's integral to what the body of Christ is. It's it's always been part of the church. You see examples of it clearly throughout church history and in the New Testament. Um, so that's a big part of it is just misunderstanding it as some sort of popular innovation that's kind of come into church culture. Uh, but but also part of it too is is the way it's used in the culture more broadly when talking about you know oh we need to hold this politician accountable we need to we need accountability here it has more of kind of a gotcha um, connotation to it um, it's it's this idea of somebody messed up and we have got to bring down the hammer on them um, and that that's not what that's not what God's people are supposed to be about that's not what that's not what we're about at Covenant Eyes, and that's really not what people need in the church as they seek to grow closer to God and seek to grow as the body of Christ. Uh, accountability is so much more than that um, in the biblical sense. I like to define it uh, kind of a three-part definition. I say um, accountability is giving an account. So that's that's kind of the obvious part. You need to 
to tell what happened. You need to be open and transparent about your life, about what happened um, according to a clear standard. So it's not, you know, you can, you can be kind of wishy-washy. You can be really vague and nebulous. What, what are you actually being accountable for? If there's no standard for um, accountability, then you really, you don't have accountability. And then um, the last part is really crucial in the context of a personal relationship. And I think that's what's missing a lot in, in popular culture when we talk about accountability is it's sort of this depersonalized, um, almost like a tax audit. You know, that's accountability right there. <laughs> you know, you're, you're getting dragged in, you know, by the IRS and, and you messed up, we got you, but it's not personal. There's no relationship. And when the Bible talks accountability about accountability, when we talk about accountability at Covenant Eyes, it's always in that context of people that you care about, people who care about you. And that's what gives it the real power. Um, that's what gives it the, the deep meaning and significance is, is the relationship component. Keith, do you think um, with the relationship aspect, I think because of technology, you know, we read a lot of statistics, as I'm sure you do, that talk about the younger generations and their use of social media is actually making them more isolated and less connected, even though technically they're very connected. Um, do you think that part, that, that overuse of technology is adding to the kind of the fuel to the fire of this lack of connection as an ingredient to accountability? Absolutely. And I just personally, I, you know, I didn't get married until I was in my mid thirties and, but I was really blessed, um, you know, all throughout my adult, uh, young adult life, having a lot of really close friends, mentors, accountability partners, allies, um, guys that I was really close to. And, and so I felt this deep sense of connection, but as I got older and, you know, graduated kind of friends were getting married moving on like i became more and more disconnected and i was very online very much you know a social media user very you know i work on computers so always always online always connected and and i felt increasingly isolated from people and started to realize wait a minute this you know this digital substitute for human interaction is not sufficient it's it's not doing the trick, and I think for you know for the generation younger than me and and kids now who are just growing up being raised <laughs> with a cell phone in their hands, it's 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 tragic, really. Um, and I think I think we're seeing the fruit of that in our culture um, and even in the church with a kind of a warped understanding of of what human connection is really about. I wonder too if people just don't understand how to do accountability well. You know, we see, like you were talking about in culture, how accountability is played out. And so it becomes a scary thing. Uh, a lack of understanding can lead to possibly some hurt relationships, too, if accountability is done wrong. And so can you talk about this idea of good accountability and maybe even a couple of different resources that we have had that you've personally worked on to change the conversation about what accountability is. Yeah, I like to to talk about there's policeman accountability, police officer accountability, and then there's there's friend accountability or allies, um, like we call them here at Covenant Eyes. And the police officer accountability is not bad. You know, we need 
you know, we need structure, we need authorities who, who can kind of enforce the rules, enforce the law. And even in the context of our personal relationships, sometimes accountability takes more that form of, of discipline, of, of rules, of, of consequences, consequence-based accountability. But when all you have is consequence-based accountability, um, when you're dealing with something like pornography addiction, where you have compulsive behaviors, where you have deeply ingrained patterns, where you your mind has become trained to go, you know, go for the dopamine hit regardless of the consequences. It doesn't it doesn't help, and and the consequences have failed to bring about a change of behavior. You need something else, and that's where uh, the concept of friendship, accountability, and allies comes in. Is when consequences have failed, you need a friend to step in. Um, to step in, I, I talk about the slimy pit of, of pornography and addiction in particular, but it can really be anything, just people who come into the mess of your life and say, I'm going to stand here with you, uh, despite what you've done, despite the mess that's, um, that's going on in your life. And I'm not going to leave you. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you it's okay when it's not, but I'm going to be here for you and bear your burdens, um, like it says in Galatians 6. So that's kind of the theme of the ebook that I wrote. It's called Allied. It lays out this, this vision of accountability relationships that's about friends stepping into the fight, um, stepping into the slimy pit of, of someone's pornography addiction and uh, being a help, being an encouragement um, to them. So Keith, I just got back from uh, the T4G conference down in Louisville, Kentucky. And we had so many pastors and men's ministry leaders come and visit our table and talk to us about how they are leading men's groups and doing accountability together. And one of the biggest challenges that they they expressed was this need for going deeper in the accountability relationship. You know, it's more than just having coffee and saying, like, how's it going? They, they really wanted to get a better understanding of, like, how to take that to the next level, how to really dig in. Are, are any of the new resources that you've created guides that will help that ally be able to go deeper in those relationships? Absolutely. In, in the ebook, um, I have a section that's it specifically has um, discussion guides for accountability conversations and kind of begins with general principles. How do you even approach this sort of relationship, if it's if it's completely new for you, if the idea of accountability is is scary and and just kind of a foreign concept, um, so giving some general guidelines for what these relationships look like, but also giving some really practical um, suggestions. Um, a big part of the resource as I developed it was coming from my own experiences, even working at Covenant Eyes and having tons of accountability partners um, throughout my adult life and in being an ally for a lot of young guys and realizing I don't know how to do this and being a bad ally, um, to be honest, I, I failed a lot in those relationships and, and God taught me a lot about what not to do. So I use a lot of those examples um, in the book. I included a lot of practical Here's how to sit down and have a conversation kind of digging past the surface. So in, in a lot of those, those discussion prompts, those conversations, they're not just my ideas uh, that I came from, but I had to go look to, to experts, to people who had been there before, who had counselors, therapists, 
people who have gone deep in accountability for many years and kind of drew from their wisdom uh, for here's how you do it effectively, especially, yeah, you know, we, we don't know how to do it well. And, and it can be awkward, frankly. I think having practical conversation guides is, is really good, really good for the church. What happens when we do live out accountability? You know, we, we've talked about why our church needs to get in the game and focus on that. What does this look like? You know, let's just say in a perfect world, every, every church takes up accountability, right? So five, 10 years from now, what does our church look like if we start taking this seriously? It brings authenticity. You know, people, especially, you know, talked about this generation and in, in the social media and kind of the, this digitized existence, it's not real. And so people, especially people in the younger generation, they're craving for something genuine, something authentic. And that's what accountability is about. It's about, it's not that it, it really changes anything in and of itself, except for the fact that it brings all this stuff that's lurking in the shadows that's there that we don't want to talk about. It suddenly brings it out into the open where we can talk about these things and where we can be honest about our failures and um, it's when, when the things that are in the dark are exposed to the light that, um, that we can begin healing and that we can, uh, we can challenge and encourage one another. We can support one another. And, and that's where real growth happens. It happens on an individual level, uh, but I believe it happens on a corporate level too. As the church catches this vision for authenticity, for confession, repentance, for, for acknowledging um, acknowledging sin and, and coming to God for forgiveness. That's, that's powerful. And that's, it's a, it's a contagious thing too. That's, that's the sort of thing that sparks revival. And so I think, you know, for the, when the church catches the vision for what accountability really can be, it's, it's going to be like a bolt of lightning. It's just going to supercharge God's people. Um, and I'm excited because I, I think it is happening in some places. I've, I've seen some examples of it and it's really powerful. I think that's great. And I think you're spot on. I think there is a, a lot of little fires burning across the country and it's just getting that flame ignited across the whole nation. One of the things I think that's most interesting about what you said, Keith, is that with the younger generation and this move into the metaverse where you can create your own identity, you can be whoever you want, there's a loneliness in that. And so I think there's a huge opportunity for the church as we continue down this path to this virtual existence that people are going into people are going to be looking, they're going to get sick of playing pretend and they're going to want authentic relationship and they want to find out who they really are meant to be in God, you know, as his creation. So I feel like this, this handbook and, and helping the church really wrap their mind around accountability could actually be a really attractive uh, way to bring in younger generations and revive the church. Would you agree with that? Or do you see some potential there? For sure. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, working at Covenant Eyes, our, our mission is, is to combat pornography. It's to help people overcome porn. And I'm all about that. I love that. That's the main reason, you know, I wrote the ebook and also some of the other helps for accountability. But I, for the church to really catch a vision for accountability, it has to be bigger than just that. Um, it can't be limited to overcoming a specific sin um, it has to be like you said, Karen, about, about authenticity, about genuine relationships and going deeper into one another's lives. And I think when we catch that vision 
of something that's positive and not something that's negative, um, that's when when you start to see, oh, it's actually something beautiful. You know, I hear so many times I've heard pastors describe accountability like like a round of antibiotics or something. And I was like, no, no, that's that's not it. It's it's part of life. It's part of living out the Christian faith. It's this this deepening of of our relationships with each other. And and that's the vision that I want to communicate because I think it's really exciting. It's not a negative thing at all. Um, it's a really positive thing. And I think it's it's really attractive to a younger generation. And I really think we need to think about legacy too, right? What kind of church do we want to leave to our children, to their children and their children? You know, if we if we have something that's broken and it doesn't get fixed, what we're leaving our children really isn't going to be all that great, especially as we continue to face challenges in culture. You know, you look at a church that's been around for 2,000 years and how has much of it spread by word of mouth, by those deep relationships? And I think this is really, we're just getting back to biblical basics, aren't we, Keith? Yeah, and that, that's something that I try to emphasize. We're not, we're not really innovating here. Um, I'm kind of an old, uh, old curmudgeon, not big on innovation. And if something's completely new, I'm a little suspicious. But what we're talking about with accountability and these sort of authentic relationships, it's it's nothing new. You know, you read the New Testament, you read about the church in Acts. You know, sharing breaking bread together, living out their lives together in community. But there's also this deep side of confession, of bearing burdens, of prayer, and, um, you know, confronting sin, um, con- but also confessing sin and, and building one another up. That's, that's what it's always been about. Like, like you said, Brandon, that's how the church has always grown, and that's how it always is going to grow. Um, so we're just trying to get back to that and trying to adapt our 21st century technology, you know, to our first century faith. That's awesome. And I love, I love the, it's a saying that we toss around here at Covenant Eyes, but it's kind of that Barnabas, Paul, Timothy relationship to that model for accountability, someone kind of older and wiser speaking into your life. And then that younger person looking to us, I think we often forget that you know, as we learn to do accountability, we're modeling that for the next generation so that they can pass the torch on. Um, and then, the, you know, the older generation might have some wisdom to impart into our process as well. So there's just such a beautiful, like, history here. And I just love how we're kind of going back to the old way of doing things. Like, the Bible never changes. And it's just great to kind of um, breathe new life into that and bring attention to that, Keith. As far as the resources go, what is the best way for people to get their hands on these resources so they can start to use them and share them in the church? Go to covenantize.com slash ebooks. You can download the the allied ebook that it's really that's it's the bigger resource. It's kind of the in-depth look at accountability. It's written for whether you're somebody who's seeking accountability for yourself um, or you're an ally for somebody else, or you're just a pastor. Um, church leader trying to get a, a deeper understanding. Um, it's got discussion questions and things in it, so um, it would work as a Bible study or or Sunday school guide. And you can get that, yeah, covenantize.com slash ebooks, um, and there's links on the main page. And then there's also, I wrote a short guide just to getting started with accountability in your church. Um, six really simple steps. It's really basic. Um, but just to get you kind of 
get you off the ground thinking about accountability if it's something new for you and maybe something to share with your leadership team um, if, if it's new for them as well. And so that's also um, available on the website. Those two resources, uh, the, the guide, Six Steps to Getting Started with Accountability, and then the Allied ebook are available at CovenantEyes.com. Keith, we really appreciate your time today and uh, for being on to talk about accountability. Such an important topic. It's a, it's a buzzword in culture, and yet it's something that really is a game changer when it comes to not only breaking free of pornography, but living a Christian life. Absolutely. Thank you guys for, for having me on and, and chatting. It was, uh, it was great. And just a reminder for those listening, please just continue to subscribe to the podcast to receive all of the different podcasts that are coming out, like this one talking about accountability. We have new podcasts that come out every week. You know, sometimes we have a couple that come out a week, you know, we might throw in a bonus there. So just stay tuned wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a review. You know, we talked about accountability being the way to continue the the generations of the church in years to come. And although we're not in generation level, it does start with you in spreading the word about the podcast to continue to get the word out, like the messages like this. So please be sure to uh, take time and, and check it out and share it with those who might need to listen to a conversation like the one on accountability or the many others. Karen? Yeah, and just as a reminder, we will put in the show notes links to the resources that Keith mentioned today. Those are free resources, so please download them. And also we have a new feature where you can actually sign up to receive our newsletter. So look in the show notes for that. Then you'll get the releases for all the upcoming podcasts, any special handouts or presentations that are provided. So please definitely uh, register for that as well. And Keith, it has just been such a joy having you on. Thank you for all the hard work that you do here at Covenant Eyes and bringing together really positive, useful resources for the church. We appreciate that. And from everybody here at Covenant Eyes, we want to thank you for joining us again for another episode. We'll see you next time.